This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Twins baseball today on this 19th of January, a Friday afternoon with our good friend Rhett Bollinger, Twins reporter for MLB.com. Rhett, we thank you for the time. Uh, Some cool things to discuss this week. Uh, We'll talk about a rather surprising uh, two-year deal to bring in uh, Addison Reed to add to that uh, new-look bullpen, which already includes uh, new additions uh, Zach Duke and Fernando Rodney. We'll talk about where Reed uh, slots in uh, to that uh, new-look bullpen for the Twins here in 2018. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the pursuits of a marquee starting pitcher. We've heard them linked to you, Darvish. You know, might they entertain Jake Arrieta? Might they entertain Lance Lynn? We'll get your take on that. Uh, but first, I want to start off with some very notable additions to the front office. As uh, in recent days, the Twins have added a couple of legends, uh, Jim Cott and Justin Morneau, to the front office. And I always chuckle. You know, when when moves like this are made and teams say, you know, well, he's going to be in the role of special assistant. You know, there can't be a more vague term than that. It always kind of makes me laugh. So kind of, you know, break down a little bit for us uh, with more specificity, you know, what their special assistant roles are going to be. What's Cott going to be doing? What's Morneau going to be doing? You know, how are they really going to contribute uh, to this Twins front office? So they are both uh, special assistants, as you said. Uh, so, yeah, I think the big difference is that Morneau is going to be more on the baseball operations side. Um, he's going to actually do some, some real uh, you know, front office work and do some, you know, whether it's scouting or seeing on draft room stuff and, you know, helping out with, you know, free agency stuff. Uh, he's going to kind of sit on, sit on a lot of those meetings and kind of find out more, uh, you know, about those realms. I think, obviously, he's going to baseball pretty fresh. He didn't play last year, but obviously uh, had a great career, has a lot of insight he could offer uh, to the front office. Uh, which is something he's wanted to do. So I think it's not just kind of a, you know, sometimes you get those jobs and it's more of a, you know, kind of a paper title and you don't really do much. Uh, with Morneau, I think he's going to be very active. And I think one of the things, too, is he's been on the ballpark a lot. He lives here. Um, he said that uh, one of the things he really wanted to help out was uh, Max Kepler, you know, the left-handed swing and, uh, you know, right fielder who has a very similar swing uh, to Morneau. I think he kind of wants to help him. Uh, you know, Kepler had a great rookie year last year. was a little bit more inconsistent. So I think that's kind of one of the big hopes is maybe you can work with him a little bit even on the mental side of the game, too. So he'll be in spring training, two different stints, two to help out as an instructor. So really, it's just good to have him around the organization. But it's a real role, though, too. He really has some real say and some real things uh, he'll be doing. Uh, whereas Jim Cott's kind of more of a celebratory role. You know, he's a special assistant to the organization, but it's going to be more, uh, you know, kind of community events and, and things like that. He'll be down in spring training as well uh, for part of the time. And then he's here at Twin Fest this weekend, which uh, begins here today on Friday. He'll be here to meet the fans, sign some autographs too, as well. So his role is more similar to what you know Tony Oliva does and Rod Carew, and you know Ken Urbick, some guys that are more the legends of the organization that are a little bit older that have more of a you know they still have a role in terms of the community events and going on caravan those type of things. But uh, more no is going to be more kind of day to day and more into the grind of baseball, whereas the other role is a little bit more celebratory. 
And, Red, I'm curious, you know, Jim Cott has been a broadcaster and an outstanding one for many, many years. You know, I and many others, I'm sure yourself, too, have enjoyed hearing him on uh, on numerous broadcasts over the years. Is he is he giving up his broadcast duties, or is he still going to kind of do double duty with his front office role? What, what's the situation there? It's a great question. I have to check in with him and see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did a few games. I've also heard some rumblings that Morneau might do um, a few games as well. Um, so I think that's kind of the plan right now is Morneau might do 10 games or so. Still not official. I think the Twins kind of want to put out a press release because they kind of mix it up a lot of times. You know, last year was kind of fun. They had Torrey Hunter do some of the games. You know, they had uh, Latroy Hawkins do some games. So from what I've heard, Morneau is going to probably do that as well. And as you said, Jim Cox done a lot of stuff in the past with the Yankees and even the Twins back in the day and MLB Network. You got to figure he'll, uh, you know, he'll probably have a role in that as well. Yeah, and I mean, what's better mentor for Justin Morneau to have than Jim Cott? Because he's done this, you know, for decades after his uh, playing career ended. A great person to uh, learn from when they both hopefully get behind the mic uh, here for the 2018 season. And right, you know, it's not uncommon for teams to add, you know, former. Uh, legends to their front office after their playing days are done. But the, the Twins, it seems, you know, lately, obviously, very intent on doing this is, again, they bring in within the course of, what, four days, Justin Morneau and uh, Jim Cott. Is this a concerted effort on their part to, to kind of maintain continuity within the organization, or am I, am I reading too much into this? Like, what, what's the plan here? It definitely is. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think last year we know the big moves where they, you know, added a Tory Hunter organization. Uh, you know, they added uh, Michael Kadire and LaTroy Hawkins. Uh, they had some more roles, some more no. They actually, you know, same thing. They had input in the free agency last year. I know Kadire was a guy that really liked Matt Belisle a lot in free agency. He was his teammate in Colorado. Um, and I believe LaTroy Hawkins knew him pretty well, too, and recommended him. Sure enough, Belisle was a great addition for them as well. Um, and those guys are all mentors, too. You know, Torrey Hunter is going to be a mentor, of course, to Byron Buxton. The same way I think the Twins would love to have more Nobia, a mentor to Kepler. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the, the organization wants to do this. I think the next few guys we might see do this could even be, you know, Johan Santana was elected to the Twins Hall of Fame uh, today, uh, which is a big honor for him. But he lives in Fort Myers, so where the Twins have spring training. So he expressed interest today in a conference call and being a spring training instructor and helping out as well. So I could see him being a guy they add as well, the special assistant. Uh, and, and Glenn Perkins. If Glenn Perkins doesn't pitch next year, um, right now I think it probably looks that way coming off, you know, the injuries he's had. Um, he's a very smart guy, very into analytics and advanced stats. I think he'd love to try his hand in the front office and kind of learn more about analytics and baseball as well, too. So I do think it's a concerted effort by the front office, and I think we're going to see more and more uh, former twins that have something to add uh, be added to it. Yeah, I mean, and how cool would it be for a, a young Twins player to walk into spring training and there's Jim Cott, there's Justin Morneau, there's Johan Santana. I mean, what a cool thing that is, obviously. And congrats to Johan Santana, as again, we're talking on this uh, Friday the 19th for his election into the Twins Hall of Fame. Well-deserved, to say the least. So uh, a, a good, it's been a good week for some former Twins and hopefully for some current Twins as the 2018 season uh, goes on here. Uh, Rhett, want to shift gears a little bit. The Twins surprised a lot of people, maybe yourself included, by signing Addison Reed to a two-year deal. Uh, Reed put up good numbers in 2017 between the Mets and the Red Sox following a midseason trade. He's put up good years now for uh, for a couple of seasons. Now, the Twins obviously had already signed Fernando Rodney to close. They signed Zach Duke to be in a setup role. Now they bring in Reed. Did this kind of surprise you a little bit? Because I think, you know, the consensus was that the Twins were kind of done or close to done in terms of, uh, you know, revamping that bullpen. It did surprise me. I thought the Twins might add maybe one guy that might be more lower end, like, you know, maybe Matt Belisle on a one-year deal to kind of come back considering the year that he had last year for them and as a leader and guy that kind of wanted to be back. Um, or maybe some minor league free agents. I didn't think it was going to you know, a two-year deal after already signing Duke and Robbie. So it did kind of come out of nowhere. 
Um, but the Twins really liked Reed a lot. I talked to, you know, Chief Base Officer Derek Salvi. told me they had Reed um, as one of the top three relievers uh, available even uh, opening the offseason. So they really wanted him. And the fact that he was still out there and they got an affordable two-year deal, uh, they couldn't pass it up. They, they loved that idea of having him be kind of that swing man that's going to be able to kind of come in and, uh, and be that top setup reliever, but come in and get out of jams. Uh, they're going to keep Rodney as closer as the plan right now. Of course, things can change in the bullpen, as we all know. Um, but he gives him another, you know, arm that can strike a lot of guys out. He's not a guy that throws really, really hard for a right-hander, but he's a guy that has a great slider, two-pitch guy, but still gets a lot of strikeouts. He's had, you know, good numbers throughout his career. He has some closing experience, which helps in case they need to, you know, shift over from Rodney, who's going to be 40 years old this season. So, um, yeah, it was a great signing for them. I said for two years to get a guy like that, uh, it's funny, the first two-year contract, or sorry, first multi-year contract the Twins ever given to a free agent uh, reliever. Hmm. That kind of tells you in the past, the Twins were never a team that really went out and added relievers via free agency. So it's a big science for this team. And uh, the bullpen now, I think they're probably done. I think uh, talking to Falvey today, he told me that, you know, barring something small, I, he doesn't really see uh, too much additions to the bullpen right now. No, and it's, it's interesting to find a guy in Reed that he checks all the boxes. He's a veteran. Uh, he has closed, and he has set up. So it's rare to find a guy with all three attributes who's still in the prime of his career. I don't think he's even 30 yet. But uh, he did a great job in front of Craig Kimbrell uh, last year and then before that in front of J.R. Reese Familia with the Mets. So uh, he is certainly comfortable in that role if that is indeed where the Twins slot him for 2018 uh, as the setup guy, the eighth inning guy ahead of uh, Fernando Rodney. Rhett, can you can you make a case? This might be a little bit out there, but obviously we've talked about you know for weeks and weeks and weeks about the Twins' pursuit of a frontline starter, whether that's Darvish, whether that's Arietta. We don't know where that's going to lead, but do you think that you know it, did the Twins kind of say to themselves, well, if that doesn't happen? We need to fortify the bullpen and beef up the bullpen so that at the very least we can say, you know what, we, we didn't get the, the starter we wanted, but we've done a terrific job remaking this bullpen, you know, as kind of a plan B. Is that is that kind of the thinking as a safeguard uh, for the case that the Twins might not sign that frontline starter? Well, I talked to Derek Salvi today about that. I asked him specifically that the signing read precludes you at all from any of the top starters in the market. And he said not even specifically asked about Darvish. And he wouldn't name names, but all he'd say was that it doesn't affect it. And it's still like the Twins still have the budget to sign a top-line starter. It feels like ownership will allow us to do that. They do have um, a lot of, uh, you know, budget flexibility going forward in terms of future years because they don't really have anybody signed a long-term contract. Uh, you know, beyond, I think, 2019, they don't have anybody under contract. So if they want to, you know, sign a guy like Darvish, they, they have the budget to be able to do that. So um, it's certainly a possibility. I still think it might be a little bit more of a long shot, but, uh, they're still in on him from what they've been telling me and from what I've been hearing uh, in general. So I, I think they might be more likely to go after a guy like Cobb or Lynn. Um, but of those top three starters, they're still definitely in that uh, in that market and, and trying to find out what's going to happen with them because, you know, as we know, that it's just such a slow-moving market uh, among the starting pitchers that it's hard to know when it's going to kind of start to trickle down or when, what's going to happen here. Um, but the Twins are very confident they're going to add at least one starter. They almost have to in terms of their rotation depth. If they want to compete, they're going to need to add somebody. Um, they, and obviously they're looking at some mid-tier guys too, but I do think that the, the signing of Reed, from what he said at least, shouldn't affect uh, their pursuit of any of the starting pitchers that they wanted in the first place. I mean, what, what an offseason that would be if, if uh, you know, they get these bullpen reinforcements and they sign a guy like Darvish, they sign a guy like Cobb or Arietta. I mean, that would that would make them a, a clear off-season winner. Of course, you know, championships aren't one of the winter, but they can be lost. Uh, so we'll see what the Twins uh, do or don't do here in the coming weeks. And Rhett, 
To wrap up here in the final minute or so, we know that uh, there's an ongoing investigation into the alleged misconduct uh, by Miguel Sano back during the 2015 season. Any sort of timetable on when we could see a resolution to this? Well, Sal, we talked about it a little bit today at Twins Fest. There's really not a full timetable. I think the Twins, from what they've been told by MLB, they'd like to have something done by you know spring training, but it's it's not, or even before the start of the season, but it's not you know set in stone. They're still kind of gathering the facts. The MLB is uh, the Twins stay out of it other than like little things that they need you know but more than anything it's an MLB investigation the Twins don't have the power to, to do anything at all really to suspensions or anything it's all going to be handled by MLB so the Twins have kind of stayed out of it and for now uh, full cooperation but no real timetable I think there's a hope from what I've been hearing around the Twins is that it'll be done by spring training in terms of what's going to happen but uh, the investigation is ongoing, what I've been told. I know that uh, Miguel is anxious to clear his name, and hopefully uh, that is the uh, the resolution to this. Of course, uh, time will tell. Rhett Bollinger, great stuff as always. We thank you for the time. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins.